We thank you, almighty God, for the blood of Jesus Christ that cleanses us from all unrighteousness. We thank you, almighty God, but we know, God, that the Holy Spirit is the great teacher here today. We know that the Holy Spirit knows what each one of us need. He knows our shortcoming. He knows our downsetting. He knows our faults. He knows how we live. He knows how we hide things. He knows everything about us in order for him to be able to correct us. And I'm so glad that he knows my downsetting and my uprising. I'm so glad that he knows everything about me so he can correct me. That when that day comes that I have to stand before the almighty God and we all going to have to stand before God and give an account for the deeds that were done in our body. One day, one day, each one of us is going to stand before God and give an account for how you lived on earth in the mighty name of Jesus. It's not a person going to escape that test and that judgment. How you live on this earth makes a big difference when you stand before that white bone judgment. And may God have mercy on your soul. Let the church say amen. Amen. Ooh. We get away with a lot now because we're under grace and mercy. But sisters and brothers, when we stand before that great white bone judgment, there's no more mercy for you and no more grace. It's what it is. Your life is open. The book of life is open. Your record will be before you. And I always believe that the Holy Spirit that dwells in you will stand up with you. And it will testify against you or for you. And you stand before God, you can fool a lot of people on earth pretending that you're so holy and you so all of this and you love God. But the Holy Spirit knows exactly how much you love God, exactly how holy you live, how much sin you harbors in your heart, what you do, what you say. You can trick the people, but you cannot trick the Holy Spirit because you have to remember two things. Number one, that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. That spirit dwells with you 24 7. I don't care where you go, how you try to hide, your body will still, will always, will never cease to be the temple of the Holy Ghost. Not only is your body the temple of the Holy Ghost, your body is the temple of the Spirit of God that dwells in you. The Holy Ghost said, the Bible said, Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is of God? Which dwell in you. How can we escape? How can we get away? You can get away from man, but something that's dwelling in you, you cannot get away from that. That's part of you. That's why David said, if I build my bed in hell, I put a help you then. I find it. If I take the early way and go to the utmost part of the world, guess what? When I get there and sell it myself down, you are there. See, the thing with God was not dwelling in David, but he dwelt in us. On your way there, he's with you. You don't have to show up when you get there. He's with you. When you decided to make that trip, he's with you because we have the mind of Christ. There's no escape. 
No escape. No excuse. Grieve in the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. The Bible said in Ephesians 4.30, it said, Grieve not the Holy Spirit. And I declare before you in the name of Jesus, every member of Outreach Christian Center, we are going to stop grieving the Holy Spirit. I know that the, the result of you grieving the Holy Spirit, you bring the most damnation to your faith that can ever be bought. I know why so many people struggle to believe God. You are grieving the Holy Spirit. And when you grieve the Holy Spirit, you open the door to this thief called the devil. And the Bible said the thief come not but to steal and kill and destroy. Have you ever wondered what the devil is stealing? He's not stealing your money. He's not stealing your car. He's stealing your confidence from your faith. Yes, come on now. He's stealing your hope from your faith. That's why a lot of people have no hope that God's gonna do anything. You open the door when you grieve the Holy Spirit. Stealing your prayer life. Stealing your commitment. Stealing your holiness from you. Yet, see, we have to remember this. Holiness dwells in each one of us. Everything that we need is in us. There's no way I can house around Jesus and the Holy Ghost and not have the holiness spirit dwelling in me. We all have the Holy Spirit dwelling in us. Holiness dwells in us. That's why it's not hard to live holy because it dwells in us. We just have to make the choice to live holy. It's not that it's a big turnover. God has to do some extra brother. You have all the holiness in you that you would ever get. Dwelling in each one of us. That's why the Bible says, be ye holy. For I am, for I am holy. And we was called with what kind of call? A holy calling. Mm -hmm. So holiness dwell in you. That's why it breathed the Holy Ghost. And it breathed the spirit of holiness when we sin. Mm. We grieve the spirit that dwell in us. Disobedience is like witchcraft. God said to me, because you're working against me. Mm -hmm. yep. You're coming against me. Holiness pulling you, but you're coming against the Holy Spirit. Then the Bible said they're contrary to each other. Yeah. They war against each other. Mm -hmm. That's the Holy Spirit war against the lust of your flesh, which is sin. Because when God created us, we are the crowning of his creation. That's why he made us his temple. He wanted people, a body that he could dwell in, to walk on earth and confront the devil without taking down. Because we know who we are in Christ. Yes, we know who we are in Christ. But do we live up to what we know? All that jumping up, I know, yes. Knowing is just knowing. I had to live what I knew. 
Glory. If I knew I'm more than a conqueror, then I have to walk like a conqueror, talk like a conqueror, walk like I'm an overcomer. Not to say in all these things I'm more than a conqueror. Well, then you better stand up like a conqueror. Stand up like a warrior. Stand up like you have the victory. Talk like it. Act like it. Sign like it. Look like it. You have it. See, this knowing that, nay, you know, these things be more than a conqueror. Nay, bless be unto God, he would always cause me, he would kill me the victory. If I know that God's going to give me the victory, why should I hold my head down when God said he's going to give it to me? I don't have to fight for it, scribe for it. He said, fight a good fight of faith. That's all he ever asked me to do. So this God said, nay, opposite now, thanks be unto God, which always, 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 always. What part of always do we do not understand? If he's going to always give me the victory, there's any room for me to start complaining about a lack? Come on, talk to me. If he's going to always call me to triumph victoriously over every situation, there's any need for me to act like I'm defeated? No. But the problem is, disobedience. Mm. I opened up that door uh -huh. for the yeah. thief to steal my confidence. Yes. The devil been stealing from me. Been stealing from me. Been stealing my confidence. See, he cannot steal your faith, but he can steal the confidence that caused your faith to work. Amen. Steal your steadfastness. He's stealing. Then he starts to complain about the situation. When you open up the door by grieving the Holy Spirit, I said to myself, every member and every person in Outreach Christian Center, I said again, we are going to stop grieving the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. If God lives and God is my witness, the Holy Spirit teaches through me, we are, we are going to teach you everything that grieves the Holy Spirit. You will be that excuse. So then at least you'll know why you cannot trust God. At least you'll know why you struggle to receive what God's so all the promise of God and yea and amen. Where in the world do I have to struggle to receive something that already had the yes approval of it? Come on. Already been proven yes. If it proven yes, why should we struggle to receive what has been freely given to us? Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. What your shot? Freely. You don't have to work for it. Freely. And yet we struggle to receive what has been freely given us. Why? Grieving the Holy Spirit. That's the key. I'm ruling that. Grieving the Holy Spirit and displeasing is displeasing to God. Now you wonder why. It's not a lack of word. <laughs> it's not a lack of prayer life. It's the way you live. Uh, disobedient to the voice of the Holy Spirit. Many of you in here today, you know the Holy Spirit been dealing with you about your loose life that you live. Jesus. Living out the lust of the flesh, but you continue living it because nothing happened. You think. You continue doing your own thing because you think it's all right. You think. But the, the second and the minute that you try to trust God, do you, you see how you struggle? Don't know if God's going to do anything or not. 
You can and if you have a situation that seems to be impossible, you don't even sleep at night. Yeah. Build your mind, worried about the situation, worried about it. Why are you worried about the situation when God said casting all your tears upon him? If you're worried, it's something like this says a dead cat is on the line. <laughs> you have been displeasing to God and you've been grieving the Holy Spirit. And grieving the Holy Spirit, open up the door for the thief to come in. To steal your confidence. Steal your trust. Steal your hope in the promise. You can just go on and on. The Bible said come to do three things. Steal, kill, and destroy. That's what happened when you grieve the Holy Spirit. That's what the Bible said to you. You said grieve not the Holy Spirit. It said believers can grieve the Holy Spirit of God. You notice this time he says, Grieve not the Holy Spirit of God. Mm -hmm. I want you to know the Holy Spirit is God. Uh -huh. Amen. So I want you to know that I've been telling you the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, but I'm letting you know the Holy Spirit is of God Almighty Himself. You grieve Him. Oh my God, I said to myself, God, that's heavy to be able to grieve God. You know we can grieve mankind, but when you get so good you can grieve God, you out there, brother and sister. You're good. You're really good. You can grieve and displease God in such a way that at the door to the thief is open to your life. That's why we struggle. I've been praying, yeah, you've been praying, but what have you been obeying the word of God? See, you can pray all night long. You can pray until you can pray, can't pray no longer, and get up off your knees and continue being disobedient to the voice That's of the, the Holy truth. Spirit. All of your prayers are in vain. That's right. Because you open up the door. Mm -hmm. I hope God, when you start, I hope in God, something wrong with your That's life. That's right. When you, start hoping, when you have people say, I'm hoping, mm -hmm. I know not. You have disproved God and the Holy Spirit is grieved with your life. That's why you are. You know how you say that? Open, you know it, no hope. Yeah. I've been trying. Oh, Lord. Believers. Psalms, verse 78. One of the ministry told me, Dr. Betty, you take your time. Yeah. Oh, yes, Lord. Take your time. Take your time. Take your time. Listen, son. Need to take the time because my plan and my purpose and what God commissioned me to do, and I have made up in my mind that not a person in Outreach Christian Center that sit under this ministry are going to continue grieving the Holy Spirit because I know what's going to happen to you when you want to trust God. I know how you're going to struggle. You know what frustrates my, my mind used to? I know he can do it, but he would not do it. Wow. You ever know you pray and you pray all the promises of yeah, they may seem like to you, they no heck no, and never, you would never get them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, when you say all the promises of God are yeah, they my God, you said whatsoever you ask the Father in Jesus' name that you would do. Ask anything in my name that I would do. If my word of 
See, that's what we miss up. If your word abides, that means you live it. That's right. See, we tell them, if my word abides in you and you abide in me, ask what you will and shall be done. We get past the word abide and mean living. Yeah. Having this right away in your life. That's what abiding means, not this, 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 this coming in and sitting down doing nothing. He said, no, it's taking over your life. Mm -hmm. And then when you ask what you will, you shall receive it. Why? You have confidence because you're living in that. Yeah. The word living you. Not this knowing the word. It have a, a right away in your life to your activities and to your personality and to the way you act, the way you respond to life. The word is living in you by my glory or not. That's why the Bible says, may shall not live by, right but by every word. Live by every word, every word, not what you like to live by. We pick and choose. I live by this, and this is real easy. But the other thing, they're giving up my good habit, giving up their I'm alright, God understand. But you can just live by the blessing. Live by the blessing. We, you know what I mean? <laughs> Thank God He already blessed us with all spiritual blessing. But you know what? Our purpose now should be to serve God. To live holy. Now it's time to seek His face. We ain't been seeking His hand so long. <laughs> See, you can seek God's hand and have all the money in the world and go to hell. See, you can seek God's hand and have the blessing every door open for you. That don't mean that you're holy. Because the Bible says, what does it profit a man? To gain the whole world. Meaning that I can get to a place that I gain everything that I want and wind up in hell. That's in your Bible. So let's let this know. Why I spend all of my time seeking the hand? That's what we've been doing for the last 10 to 15 years. That's why the church is such status in the day. Because we only were seeking God's hand, seeking a blessing. What can he do for me? But we never seek the hand. face of God. Yes, when on. you seek the face of God, you change the way you live. But we were after the blessing. Nothing wrong with the blessing. But see, like that's how and you just look at all over the world. That people just only go for the blessing. Go for the blessing. And in, in their life now. That's why it's so much junk. That's why any type of spirit come in the church and it's satisfied. Man of I remember before we start seeking the hand of God. A demon couldn't stand in nobody church because we were sick of the face of God. But when the church starts seeking the face of God, any demon can come in under church and just rest and operate with no problem. Now the church is full of demons. My Lord. But at one time, Demon wouldn't come, certain demon wouldn't come near church. Yeah. Now they come and sit in the church and sing. Teach Sunday school. Switch all over the church. Don't even feel nothing because nothing there to feel. Jesus. Ah, they're so comfortable in the church. Something happened. If the Holy Ghost is going in that church, the Spirit of God going in that church, that devil would never allow a demon possessed person to come to the church because they would have to run out. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody accept everything now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Everything. 
And we can just go around and hang with people don't even bother you. You can't go even bother. Your light is so, you have no light, it's in there, but it's not shining. You can hang around sinners and demons and all kind of demon-possessed people, and they don't even bother you, and you don't even bother them because there's nothing in you shining to bother them. Wow. That's not no new way of living. Why would God change, tell us to be holy 50 years ago, and all of a sudden, you, oh, everything is okay now. You can do whatever. It's a new day. No. No. No, no. No. Holiness is holiness. Yes. Sin is sin. That's right. Hell is going to be hell. Yes, Lord. Why? Anybody say hell change? The church this can go along with everybody and everything. Jesus. True. It's all right with you. But I know you don't want to suffering from your friends, so I, I, I think you stand before God since you love your friends so much. And God been telling you to hang, stop hanging around your friend and separate yourself. So if they go to hell, do you want to go with them? Since you, so, since you can't stop hanging around your buddies, you have to be with your friend. So when your friend go to hell, you say, God, you know what? I just thought of something. <laughs> I don't see John. <laughs> I don't see him. Uh, I don't see Sister Juice or any of me in this line. Where did they go? God said, they all went to hell that you used to hang with. Do you, uh, uh, you know what you want to do? Do you want to go to hell with them? Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> no. He said, well, you wouldn't stop hanging with them when you was in the world. You thought it was the best thing, better than hanging around Christians. Because you can do your thing around sinners. Because you, I mean, your, even one ounce of salvation was better than the sinners. But you hang with somebody that's saved, see. Now they question you. You're their life will question your lifestyle. But we like to hang around hypocrite Christians. Christians that are not living anything. This always sinful. Always talking negative. We 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 can uh, somehow or another I can get along with them better than I can Christian. I know you can't because you are just like them. That's why. Right. <laughs> how can two walk together except what? Except they agree. It's in your mouth. If you agree and, and sinners are more uh, uh, acceptable to you, then something is wrong with you. <laughs> Jesus. When they see you coming, they should see the light of the world coming. Amen. Hello? Amen. What <laughs> the pastor always said, I'm going to preach it when you either stop sinning or you can't stand this teacher. <laughs> Verse 
provide him in the wilderness and grieve him in the desert. Grieve him. People that he bought out out of Egypt was slaves. Pharaoh was raping their daughters, making them work without food. They brother they teeth and they cried out to God over Abraham after that chick that you promised not to leave our son died in Egypt. You promised that we would not be slaves to another nation. They hollered and they begged and they cried and they whined and God raised up who? Moses. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. You thought when they came out shouting and praising God, you would say they would never ever they were there so close to God for bringing them out the bodies of Egypt the way Pharaoh was treating them. You would think when God brought them out, my God, they would never want to go back to Egypt. The way they cried for 400 years, they stayed down there for disobedience. That's why God them down there. Disobedience. Sent them down to be a slave. Because God told them, if you keep being rebellious, disobedient, I'm going to send you down to Egypt to be a slave to Pharaoh. Guess what? They kept on. The Bible was reading early. They tested God. Yeah, they tried his patience. I don't believe you're going to. Everybody would say, I don't believe you're going to send your people down there. That's why he was down there. He tried everything he could to get them to change. He even blessed another nation to make them jealous. That didn't bother them. He said, I blessed them to make you jealous so you don't want to serve me. But did that help them? No. No. Well, let's go back to update. I'm going to keep bringing it up there. God said he called us out of darkness. Yes. Into his marvelous light. Do you remember the day how you felt when he called you out of darkness, called you out of crack cocaine, delivered you from alcohol, delivered you from yourself? Do you remember when you came out for a moment because this you in God, you in God, you in Jesus, nothing else will push nothing could come between you and God. You were so grateful that God delivered you. You were so grateful that God saved your soul, that you were on your way to hell and God God deliver you. You thought that you would just be like this the rest of your life. You would serve God, but nothing be able to stop you from serving God. And you figure that it's going to be a red bed of roses all the way. But when the Holy Spirit decides to train you, develop you into the image of Jesus Christ, that's his job. That's what he was sent to do. Build the character of Jesus Christ in us. But when he chose the test that he needed for you, and mm. all that love for Jesus, all that commitment for Jesus, somehow or another, you backed off. God had been now five years. See, people do good for five years of being saved, but sometimes after five years, oh, just like a marriage. That's amazing. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh my goodness. We're going to continue this. As a marriage, you first get married. <laughs> oh, she be too old. Can't do no wrong. They don't care how they act. 
and love covered every blood. See, love will cover it for a season somehow or another. But true love will cover it to death to your part. Amen. But that old lusting and fleshly love and just loving, you know, after a while they get old. And <laughs> get real old. And what is it talking about? Okay. Yeah, man, get old. When you used to go, this is big, I'm close that, to the hotel, you used to have one bed. But now, you tell them to give you a room with a double bed. <laughs> one for your wife and one for you. But years ago, you didn't need but one bed. But as time progresses, you got to know each other. You can't come each other fault. All of a sudden, when you go place at night, a hotel, it's two beds. Am I telling you the truth? And that's what happened when you get with Jesus and everything to you, but after a while because of a situation and problem and all the things, now, now you want free beds with Jesus. Mm. Wow. Mm -mm. Look at your marriage. Wow. And go back to how much you was in love when you stood up here and said, I do. <laughs> that's what I always tell you. That's not what you get. <laughs> you don't see the real person about give me a couple months. Yeah. What you see up here, just just this look. Mm -hmm. And then later on, you say, if I would have known, nobody could tell you that. No, I know that's right. <laughs> if I'd have known you was that day gonna be, no way in the world I'd have married you. I had it been out of my mind. You was out of your mind with your eyes. But see, that is exactly how we treat Jesus. Yeah. Come on, though. We fall in love with him and Jesus, Jesus. Uh -huh. Jesus. 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 And it seems like Jesus allowed you to suffer one time. Praise God. One time. We're going to close that. You stop loving him. We're going to continue this next week. Let's give God a hand clap. And you can tune in next week. We're going to continue this. Let's continue this. And praise God. Make up in your mind that you're going to stop grieving the Holy Spirit. The government is stealing from us to grieving the Holy Spirit. God bless you. See you next week. Amen. Amen.